0: Fire it up. Texas Home Improvement is on the air. With your host, Jim Dutton. (laughs) Texas Home Improvement is brought to you by Due West Foundation Repair. When you want the best, call Due West. Sunburst Shutters, where beauty meets energy efficiency. Advent Air, the comfortable solution. More plumbing supplies, bath and kitchen show place. Man, you are just a world of knowledge, you know that? Thank you. IQ Auto Buyers, the smart way to sell your car. America's choice windows with 10 windows for just $3680. Carrier, the official air conditioning and heating system of Texas Home Improvement. Call Jim now for advice money-saving tips, and all your home improvement questions at 800-288-9227. That's 800-288-WBAP. And brought to you by FoamMyWalls.com, wall foam insulation for existing homes, Cadell Electric Services for all your electrical needs, Texas Remodel Team, your complete solution for home renovations, and U.S. Tree Care. Give your trees the care they need. And now... Broadcasting live from the floor in the core studios, here's Jim
1: Dutton. And welcome to Texas Home Improvement, your total home improvement source. 1-800-288-9227. That's 1-800-288-9227. Any home improvement question you have, pick up the phone, give me a call. I'm going to see what I can do to help you out here on Texas Home Improvement. This portion of Texas Home Improvement is made possible by more plumbing supplies, bath, and kitchen showplace. You need to go beyond the box stores. When you're looking for your plumbing supplies, I want you to check out bkshowplace.com. That's going to show you where all the bath and kitchen showplace stores are that you can go in and get all the great products you're looking for. Again, that's bkshowplace.com. All right, again, 1-800-288-9227. That's 1-800-288-9227. Any home improvement question, whether you're dealing with a contractor, doing the project yourself, thinking about a project, hey, maybe you're dealing with some storm damage from the storms that have been going through, whatever you need help with, pick up the phone, give me a call, 1-800-288-9227. Don't forget, you can check out our website as well, THIpro. That's THIPro.com. There you're going to find links to all the different sponsors you hear me talk about. You'll be able to listen to our podcast. You can sign up for our newsletter. You can sign up for our member site. All that's available at THIPro.com, as well as the video series we did for Overhaul for Hero, the Patterson Project. All six episodes are available there as well. THIPro.com. But it's Saturday. Time to take your calls. And answer your questions at 1-800-288-9227. And I mentioned the recent storm damage and, you know, the storms that blew through this week and stuff. Before we get started uh, answering calls and, you know, taking questions and all that stuff. And if you are calling in, please go ahead and call in. But I'm going to take just a couple minutes to talk with Chris Arrington from Arrington Roofing first. Because a lot of times people don't realize that they're having roof damage. Until it's way too late. And Chris, how are you today?
2: Hey, I'm doing good, Jim. Just got yeah, off a roof a few minutes ago.
1: Well, did you use the ladder?
2: <laughs>
1: yes, a very good
2: one, good and okay. strong, and tied
1: it off. I'm, I'm just making sure he didn't just, you know, plop off down <laughs> on the ground. And we're talking to you laying in the dirt. That's just oh, just uh, double checking.
2: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, let's talk about the, the, the storms this week, because, you know, a lot of times people don't have a clue that their roof is damaged, and it, it actually could be severely damaged.
2: Yeah, and and this was, from what we've seen so far, this was a substantial storm. And you know what was interesting about this storm, Jim, is that typically the, the weathermen will go, hey, we got a storm coming, it's going to have big hail. And I remember watching the news that morning, and the, all the weather guys are going, Nobody in their right mind would have predicted this. This, I mean, it came up just out of nowhere. So the, the storms and they come. You know, it, even though this is the last day of winter, <laughs> we what, get spring what, storms. What
1: was that word you used?
2: <laughs> I know it began the with a W. Warm, warm
1: spell? <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> I know it seemed like we had summer this winter. Uh, but, yeah, you know, the, the one thing that you and I have always talked about over the years has is, is been um, there's damage to your uh, property. It doesn't mean that it, it's destroyed it and, and you're going to have leaks or things are just going to be falling apart. What, what basically happened is that storm damaged your property to the point where it lost years and years of useful life. So if you were to do nothing, you'd probably look up at your roof or the cracks in places and go, well, gosh, my house is has deteriorated before my eyes. But you just didn't see it right now. Cause, yeah. Because there is substantial damage out there.
1: Well, let, let's talk about what what is damaging the roof when we get to hail. I mean, the roof's not leaking, so what's damaged?
2: Yeah. It, what it does is it crushes with, okay, so for shingles, which is most people's problem, it crushes those little granules that cover the basic part of the shingle and lifts them off so now the asphalt's exposed or even even crushes some of the asphalt part of the shingle and makes a big huge dent well you get a little bit of rain a little bit of sun heat and cold all that stuff keeps coming off then you then you will get a hole then you will get a leak it just takes a little bit of time to get there now, a couple of few people in Arlington and Fort Worth probably had to have some uh, emergency repairs because they, they came through skylights. Because the, the, that's the first call we got was a guy said, "I have hailstone came through my skylight. Well, that's a hole. Well, that's going to leak now. Yeah. So, yeah, a little easier to um, to identify those. And, well, Chris, well, know, I,
1: well, go ahead.
2: I was just saying one other thing. Yeah, on, on repairs... Um, there's you know okay now everybody's going to be coming into town (laughs) wanting to do all this work and all the storm chasers are going to come in and some guys are going to want to get you all hyped up and do a big emergency repair or something be really careful about doing emergency repairs because i've seen the emergency repair cause more damage than the storm did and especially if you get to flat roofs um which we do commercial if you get to a flat roof and you do the repair wrong you could cover up the evidence of the damage, which makes it harder for the insurance adjuster to award you the claim because you got rid, you got rid of the evidence, let's call it, of, of the hail hit. So right. that was my one thing that I kind of wanted to get across today is be careful uh, about the temporary stuff that you do. You, there's some, some needs to be done. But, well, yeah. there,
1: there's a couple of things you got to be careful of. You got to be careful of the temporary fixes from guys who don't know what the heck you're doing. You got to definitely watch these bootleg contractors who blow into town, take the insurance check, and run. Use the local guys you know, like Arrington Roofing. And, and the third thing, these jake leg contractors who come in and say, oh, we'll, we'll take care of that roof. Uh, don't worry about your deductible. We'll take care of that. These guys are are. Committing fraud from the day one—if they're going to commit felony fraud like that, whether it's, I don't know if it's felony fraud or not—but if they're going to commit fraud, it's a, it's an illegal act to begin with. And if they're willing to do that illegal act, how much short are they going to do on putting a good roof on for you?
2: Yeah, there's yeah. I mean, if it's too good to be true, it's it's too good to be true.
1: That's it. Yeah, you got you got Jake leg contractors doing that, but but Chris, I got a question for you because you know I get questions a lot of times uh, about shingle roof versus a metal roof, and I know a lot of people are going to have to be replacing their roofs now with the hail damage we've had. Uh, g- g- pros and cons of going metal versus shingle.
2: Oh yeah, um, you know um, a metal, and let me expand a little bit more to synthetic uh, tiles which would look like you can, you know, they can imitate uh, a barrel tile or a flat tile or slate or wood. Um, The synthetics have become are really, really good. And they're almost bulletproof. So the, you know, the one, the, I guess the bad side is they're a lot more expensive. Once you start going to a hard product, a metal, a synthetic, something like that, a tile, the price gets to be a lot more, but done correctly those are kind of lifetime roofs. You set it and forget it. And metal. Well, and, and the beautiful. way we
1: keep getting hit with with hailstorms, I mean, let's face it. Most of us have a minimum of a one percent, and a lot of times a two percent deductible. It mm. don't take very many storms to justify that cost.
2: Yes, and and you know, Jim, on the metal the, the if you're going to probably have to sign a cosmetic exclusion on your insurance uh, policy unless you pay a lot more. So if the hail hits it and it dents it, then you're going to have dents because they're going to say that that's cosmetic. So that's the kind of one drawback on that, although it takes a substantial hailstone to dent that metal. But that's why I brought up the synthetics. And, and I hate to say plastic, but it's plastic, but there's it's more than plastic. Those products, I mean, they withstand the hail. They look good. They don't fade. That's just a product that I've really been telling people to look more into if – You've got the money to spend it on your roof. Hmm, okay. Well, yeah, they're good.
1: Chris, re- real quick, give us your phone number. Got it.
2: 214 698 8443.
1: Do you mind if we take a call? Oh, yeah, let's go. Hey, Lee, you mind bringing up uh, Brent in Weatherford? All right. Brent, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. What can we do for you?
3: Oh, man, Jim, I love your show every week. You have the great great skies on. Oh, you're uh, really a blessing to all of us out here. Uh, Thank you I so a, much. I, I had a tree snap off and in, 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 into a valley, and I've been having trouble kind of with a leak. And I've got up there, and I brought a roofer in, and we patched it a couple times. My question is, and we, we had hail here the other night, and I had between quarter and golf ball size. And it did some damage to my vehicles I had outside. And I know it did some roof damage. I guess my question is dealing with the adjuster and everything where the tree fell. I fixed myself. Am I going to have an issue uh, with that? Plus, an addition onto my house, so the roofs are, are two different ages. Uh, what 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 am I going to be dealing with there uh, with the adjuster and all that stuff? Do you think? Yeah, Brent, um, Chris Arrington.
2: Hey, uh, whether the roof is a hundred years old or you just got it put on, your insurance. Now I'm not a I'm not a, a public adjuster, so I can't tell you what your insurance says. But you know, if you go back and look at your policy. If you have a replacement cost policy, it cut co- it covers everything. I mean, and, and okay. you're you're gonna get you're gonna get brand new on both of them. Your whole house is covered. Your claim with the tree is is a whole separate instance. You, you got that done. Now we've got a hailstorm. That that's a whole okay. different deal.
3: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't claim the tree because, like you said, you have a one percent, and I, you know, it was just oh. in one valley area, and we we fixed all that stuff. So that's what I was curious about.
1: What, what, well, wait, wait a minute, Brent. Let me let me make sure I understand this. You mean you didn't wait for somebody to do this for you? You you got up off your butt and took care of life on your own.
3: Man, I, I've done. I've built. Uh, I've done excavation work, underground utilities, tilt wall, everything on the freaking planet. If I can't fix a leak in my roof, I'm, I'm, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? So.
1: Brent, I, I you, you got. I love hearing when people take care of stuff themselves because so often, when when there's damages and stuff, everybody's waiting around for somebody else to do it for them. And yeah. let's face it, we do need to take care of some things ourselves.
3: Yeah, well I take care of half the planet still, you know, my family's friends and <laughs> my church. So that's what I Hey think. Brett. Let me let me add one thing, because
2: uh, where yes. you are in Weatherford, I think y'all had some a pretty big storm. Check yes, the, check your fences and your windows, if you've got insulated glass, your screens, other things yeah, outside. Well, I mean, there you know, it hits everything.
3: Oh, I'm telling you when an adjuster comes to my house it's not pretty because I you know I was a building inspector and I was director of Public Works uh, for a while and so I've, I, you know I've been through been down the road so yeah they usually don't uh, care much for me when they come to my place so, anyway, well, Brent
1: thank you so much for calling in bye. and you, good luck with that and have a good weekend
3: bye buddy bye.
1: take care Chris one more time how can people get in touch with Arrington roofing you know you can
3: call
2: us at two one four six nine eight 698 8443, or the easiest way to look us up on the web, erringtonroofing.com.
1: All righty. And, and, you know, you'll come out and check it, whether it's commercial or residential, flat roof, metal roof, shingle roof, correct?
2: Anything you've got, we'll take a look at it. We'll give you an honest appraisal.
1: All righty. Well, Chris, take care. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Jim. You too. You bet. Bye-bye.
0: There are two food groups in Jim Dutton's diet, steak and dishonest contractors. Here's more with Jim
1: on Texas Home Improvement. Hey, this portion of Texas Home Improvement is made possible by Advent Air, the comfortable solution. Let's get ready and head into the calls at 1-800-288-9227. And as promised, Pat, you're first here on Texas Home Improvement. What can I do for you?
4: Okay, we remodeled our master bathroom, and everything's new in there. We just put everything. You know, anyway, we have a new toilet. It's a corner toilet, and so it and it has the two little buttons that you push one for um, the liquid, and then one for the other stuff. Solid, it, Yeah. Yeah, Okay. I couldn't think of an appropriate <laughs> word to say. I'm sorry. But anyway. It makes a horrible noise when it flushes, and then when it fills uh-huh. up, you can hear it all over the house. So we have a like a twenty two, twenty three hundred square foot house. Uh, it's pure mean, but okay. is there any way we can make that quieter?
1: When you say it's making a horrible noise, what kind of noise are we talking about?
4: You could. It's like somebody like like fire hoses. It's it's really noisy.
1: Um, and 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 the old toilet didn't do that. No, no, no. Okay. No it 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 sounds like it's something in the valve then inside the toilet tank uh-huh. um it it could be as simple as disconnecting the water supply uh draining out everything reattaching it and and letting it flow again to see if you get some air out of it or it could be that there's a loose gasket or washer or something inside of that valve that's in the tank okay. so when water's flowing by it's flapping. In the uh, when you know in the in the water movement, it, it flaps and, and makes a lot of noise as it because there's a couple of noises that can be happening a whistle noise, a thumping, things like that. All of it's caused by those little washers. And you know the unfortunate thing is you, you hear our, our spots all the time about nobody's business, so nobody knows what, what kind of mess you're leaving in the toilet. But if the toilet's making all noise throughout the whole house and waking people up, that ain't helping any either. Uh, yeah, so I think. Knows what- yeah, everybody knows what you just did. So I think what you need to do is take a look at just changing out the guts in there. And that shouldn't be more than like $12. bucks. we
0: well, are back to a man who doesn't need a fake tan. And his hairdo does what it's supposed to.
1: Here's Jim Dutton on Texas
0: Home Improvement.
1: Huh. Well, I didn't know hairdos were supposed to fall out because that's what's happening with all my hair. Anyways, let's get back to some calls here at one 800 Two eight eight nine two two seven. That's 1 800 This portion of Texas Home Improvement is being made possible by Due West Foundation Repair. When you want the best, call Due West. Uh, before I jump back into the calls, 1 800 I want to just finish up real quick on that toilet issue we were talking about with the noise. Most of the time, the noise is going to be, like I said, air in the lines. Well, you shut the water off, drain the pipes, reflood the pipes, and hopefully you get rid of that. Or it's going to be a, a washer or a seal or something that's moving as the water flows by it. And it kind of sounds like that's the issue that uh, Pat was having with her uh, toilet there. But in either case, simply changing out the guts should fix that problem. And and to, to change them out is not very expensive, and it's actually a very easy do it yourself project. All you gotta do is shut the water off to the toilet, drain the tank by simply flushing it and then you know using a towel to soak up whatever water's left in the tank. Undo the water supply where you've shut you've shut the valve off already. So just the, the knob on the bottom of the tank. You undo that. There's a secondary nut that holds the fill valve in place. When you take that off, the whole thing comes out. You drop the new one in. Put the nuts back on, hook the water supply back up, turn it on, you're good to go. It really isn't that complicated, and it saves you hiring a plumber at $125 or $150 an hour to come in and change it out. So, that is a great do-it-yourself project there. 1-800-288-9227 James, welcome to WBAP. How can I help you?
5: Yeah, hi. I have a question about an HVAC unit. I'm needing to replace the unit in my house. And I've gotten a couple of estimates, and it's been in the seven to $10,000 range. Uh, but I found a place online that actually sells the air units. Uh, and the way that would work is I would have to buy the inside and the outside unit. I'd have to physically remove the old ones, physically place the new ones in the location, and then hire a contractor to come and actually tie them in, which I've been told is around – five hundred dollars or so for that but it would save me apparently a substantial amount of money i could get this done for half or maybe a third of what these estimates are that i've been getting to people so i'm just wondering is that a viable way uh to get an hvac unit replaced or is there something that maybe i'm missing that i don't know about that maybe a hidden cost or something
1: there's a huge thing you're missing who's going to warrant the unit
5: supposedly, according to the company that is selling them, it comes with a uh-huh. 10-year warranty, and you have to send in, when you, when you receive them, you have to send it in and register it uh, with the company yourself. Now, whether there's a catch to that, I don't
1: know. There, there is, and here's the catch. Most AC manufacturers, unless you're dealing with one of the really low-end type units, all your name brand good stuff are going to tell you that it must be a licensed installer who puts the unit in, and they have to be the ones who actually buy the unit. Your, your, oh. your name brands, when it, when it comes to American Standard, when it comes to Carrier, Train, Lennox, any of those type of high-end brands like that, they're not selling direct to the consumer. It has to go through a dealer who's licensed to install that particular product. Because they've been through the training on on how to handle it and all that kind of stuff.
5: So I may save some money up front, but it'd be a crapshoot in the future because there might be no warranty. In fact, probably would not be a warranty.
1: There more than likely would not be, and and I'm questioning how they're even getting a hold of the units. Have they told you what brand it is?
5: Yeah, it's Goodman brand.
1: Okay, that's one of the very low end. I mean, that's right there at the very bottom of units, and... Mm -hmm. The lifespan of a Goodman unit versus, you know, the higher-end units Mm -hmm. is substantially different. But beyond that, uh, yeah, just having somebody able to to work on it and and warrant it, I think you would be in trouble in the long run.
5: So even though they're claiming it's a 10-year warranty, uh, the catch may be that it's a zero-year warranty because at the end of the day there may be technicality about, who installs it. Uh, exactly. They're going to, so,
1: yeah, They the, the problem is they're going to come back and say, yes, this, this unit, when it's sold, has a 10-year warranty. When installed by a licensed contractor, you weren't licensed.
6: Ah.
5: So the, Oh, wow, okay. So the, the installation also includes the physical setting of the unit in place. Now, so the way it was explained to me is I would have to set it in place and then Hire uh, uh, a local contractor who I would presume would be licensed to do it, but uh, it sounds like what what we're running into is it may or may not be warranted. And yep. if there's a technicality, that they're going to try to fall on the on the side of saying, "No, that's not warranted. Uh, no, you know, it's pay for the service yourself."
1: Yep. Yeah, stick, stick, stick. Yeah, there's certain fields that are not do it yourself, and let me tell you, air conditioning is is actually one of them.
5: Is one of them, huh? Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for your advice.
1: You bet. You take care.
5: Have a good day. Bye bye. Right. Again,
1: one eight hundred two eight eight nine two two seven. And and the reason I say that, not only is it is it a licensed industry, you got to be careful on how you handle these units. You know, they got. uh, coils on them and they, they got uh, certain parts on them that if you hit it wrong or bump it wrong you tear the unit up they're not going to cover that that's an installation problem uh, it's not a do-it-yourself project and and I'll tell you what I'll compare it to if you go and have your car engine rebuilt in your car I'm not talking about installing a new one I'm just talking about well, even even installing a new one when you install a new engine, there's a lot of auxiliary parts that have to go on, the alternators, the you know, all the all the 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 water pumps, all these different things. If you do it yourself, who's going to warrant it? Granted that water pump may be warranted, but you got to take it off and and have it done. Are you qualified to do that time and time again on an air conditioning unit? That's what you're going to run into if you start try to shortcut this stuff it's just not a good program i've heard that there's a couple of companies out there doing it and it's really not something that i don't think is sanctioned too much so i would i would avoid it like the plague if it was me
0: welcome back to texas home improvement it's like a sunny day in austin texas without all the weirdos here's jim dutton
1: Floor and Decor, they have the best selection, best prices, and expert advice is taking care of this portion of Texas Home Improvement, and I appreciate them uh, stepping up and helping us out, not only with our studio, but also taking care of portions of the show. 1-800-288-9227. Let's head to Temple, Texas. John, I appreciate you holding. What can I do for you?
7: Yes, Jim, uh, I appreciate your show. You did a real good job, and I really enjoy listening to your show. I have an air conditioning problem. I have an air conditioning question myself. During the months of June, July, and August, and even September, when it's about 102 to 105 degrees, my air conditioning, I don't know if this is normal or good, but my air conditioning tends to run basically from about 1 o'clock to about 9 o'clock nonstop. Is that good, or is that normal, or is there a problem with my air conditioning?
1: Well, it depends on the size of the unit what temperature you're trying to cool the house down to. And and, uh, quite frankly, the other thing that does play into that sometimes is the age of the equipment. So to answer your question in kind of a roundabout way, yeah, it's kind of normal when we're dealing with triple-digit temperatures.
7: Okay, okay. Well, the air condition is is 18 years old, and um, I just moved into the house about three years ago, and I was just wondering if that's normal. I've heard people tell me that, It's good that it runs without stopping, uh, better than off and on, but uh, anyway. Well, the uh, off
1: and on is what's really rough on air conditioning systems, and, you know, you hear me talk all the time about, like, the carrier infinity system and some of these other newer units that have multiple speeds on them, and they literally come on, and rather than shutting off all the time, they ramp up and down in speed in order to control the temperature. And so when it's a 105 degrees, and I'm going to just use an example, say you got a a four ton unit out there, it literally can ramp up as though it's running at full speed, a four ton unit. But then once the house is cooled down and you're running at the temperature you want, it may slow itself down to be operating more or less at a two and a half ton capacity. Okay. And so it's using less energy that way. With what you've got an 18-year-old system, you know, that that technology just wasn't available then. And you're probably running a oh gosh, 18 years, you're probably running a a 10, maybe a 13 seer unit at best. And as a age, that seer rating actually goes down. So, yeah, you you're probably running more electricity than you need. Is it normal for it to run that way? Absolutely. Is there things you could do to save money on on energy? Sure, there is, but if that unit is still running good, I wouldn't replace it until it's done.
7: Okay, is Rheem a good air conditioning unit, or
1: uh, they're all right. I mean, your your better units are going to be, like I said, uh, Carrier, American Standard, Lennox, Train. Uh, those are going to be your better units. I would put uh, Rheem down on probably the second tier, and I'll then. Better. They're then we better, get down into, like, the Goodman and stuff.
7: Yeah, I, I, I've heard too many negative things about Goodman.
1: Yeah. yeah.
7: Okay. Well, I appreciate your show, and thank you for taking my call. And uh,
1: No problem, Goodman. John. You take care.
7: Okay, okay bye-bye. eight hundred two eight eight
1: nine two two seven. 288 9227 And it's not to say that any of the units are totally bad. It's just the longevity of the unit, in my mind, plays into it, and your, your upper ends tend to last longer. That's just life the way it is in the big city laurie in arlington welcome to texas home improvement
4: thank you i appreciate you taking the call today
1: oh you must have have cut some big trucker off the way that sounded
4: i know that was a little car that's decided to get all souped up (laughs) (laughs) okay Um, No, I have a house that was built 85, maybe about 2,400 square feet, and they built this beautiful cathedral ceiling in just about every room of the house. Unfortunately, that means that there's almost no attic space in the house, and so our shingles get hot and blister. Thanks to the hailstorm, we're getting a new roof. Do you have any suggestions on what we might do to change working with those cathedral ceilings to get some airflow so we don't take our new shingles and get them all
7: blistered?
1: You know, unfortunately, with cathedral ceilings, there's really not anything you can do to get airflow up there. However, what you can do is put some uh, materials up there that will help with the temperatures underneath. In other words, uh, like Energy Q Radiant Barrier, for instance, can go underneath the shingles, and that keeps the heat from transferring into the living space, which makes the living space more comfortable which would allow cooler air up top and would help a little bit with the the life of the shingles but really the shingles baking up there probably isn't what's wearing them out as much as other factors Uh, so in short no there's really nothing you're going to do to get airflow up there unless you want to fur the roof up and create an airflow pocket up underneath and that actually can be done but i don't think it's worth the money
0: this is Texas Home Improvement with Jim Dutton.
1: And this portion is made possible by Cadell Electric for all your electrical needs. 214-329-4567. CadellElectric.com All I know we're coming up near the end of this hour. If you are on hold, please stay on hold. We've got another hour to go. I don't want to jump into another call, though, because I know I'll, I'll just get interrupted and have to go to news traffic and weather at the top of the hour. So just uh, stay on the lines. You can put the the phone down, listen to the radio through the news break, and then you can pick the phone back up. Real quick, though, uh, you know, talking about all the air conditioning issues we're talking about, That one where he mentioned an installer doing it for $500 or coming out and and hooking stuff up. I really don't see AC guys, one, being willing to do that for $500 because they're taking on way too much liability. And two, we are back to if it's too good to be true, it probably is. So keep that in mind when you're looking at doing things to save money. If it sounds too good, chances are it is. We'll be back with another hour of Texas Home Improvement. Welcome back to Texas Home Improvement, 1-800-288-9227. Any home improvement question you have, 1-800-288-9227. Hey, don't forget the complete overhaul for a hero. The Patterson Project video series is now available. Go to thipro.com to take a look at it. And with that, I'm not going to hold it up. We're going to jump straight into the calls. Mike and Capel, welcome to Texas Home Improvement.
6: Jim, uh, last fall, oh, by the way, I love your show. It, it saved me tons of money, brother. Uh, last fall, I had uh, two uh, heating units <clears throat> inspected, and uh, the, the guy said that a lot of stuff needed to be cleaned, and they were inspected probably two or three years ago. Anyway, <clears throat> long story short, my question is, do you prefer what we call flat-rate pricing? Do you know what that is? I do. Okay versus hourly
1: well, I got to be honest, I own an air conditioning company in Houston and I own a plumbing company that operates both in Houston and in Dallas, so I'm very familiar with flat rate pricing versus hourly pricing and depending on what you're having done it will depend on if it's a good move or not
6: okay well i was not <clears throat> I was not offered uh the the uh, the hourly rate. The guy went up in the attic and he looked at the furnace. So he came back with his three-ring binder and said, "Okay, you need this, this, and this." And no parts were involved. It was mostly cleaning. The bill was twelve hundred and nine dollars for four hours, three and a half hours. Okay. And I think I got. Uh, I, I was taken advantage. At least I felt like I was taken advantage of.
1: But he gave you the price up front, right? I'm sorry. He gave you a price up front before doing the work?
6: Well, he gave me a price by item. There's about six or seven item numbers that, that he had there. Okay. I had a furnace guy, I don't know. I have to take a, a contractor's word for it and everything else. I didn't get uh, to see the total. I could have added it up before I gave my permission to go ahead and do the work. But when he came down, it was all said and done. It was $1,200 and, uh $9.
1: Okay. Obviously, I don't know what all he did, Uh, you know, depending on what all he did for that. And was it one person or two people there?
6: person. And for three hours. That's why I say I I got the question. I thought, well, would the bill have been the same if he charged an hourly rate? I mean, he could have charged $100, $200 an hour, and let's just say it was $200 an hour for, for three hours. That's $600. That's half the cost. Sure. Uh, now, <clears throat> another question I have for you. Uh, if I ask a contractor to quote me a hourly rate versus flat rate, will most of them do that?
1: It depends on the contractor. Um, a lot of them will, though, if you're dealing with air conditioning and plumbing. Now, when it comes to you know, doing other type of stuff for your home, no, most of them won't.
6: Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Primary yeah. plumbing, uh, heating and air conditioning, things like that, except for the replacement of a unit. I, re- I really understand that's a, a turnkey job. Yeah. So just the maintenance on this, I just thought this was just a tad bit high. I'd never experienced anything remotely close to this. And there were two units involved. Um uh, so I, just, I was just calling to ask your opinion as to what you thought. I, I probably am going to really push the issue to get quoted a, uh, uh, an hourly rate after they show me the flat rate. See what I'm saying?
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, and, and again, there's nothing wrong with asking. I mean, all the contractor can say is, no, this is the only way we do it, and that way our customers know, know up front how much it's going to cost like i said though a lot of contractors they'll quote you an hourly rate you may not like it but they'll quote it because i know some in the air conditioning industry i mean you can find people who will do stuff for as little as 135 an hour you can find people at 250 an hour Uh, it all depends on the contractor and and what they're trying to charge
6: okay jim listen i I appreciate your uh, your comments i really do love your show it's it's very, I listen to you almost every Saturday.
1: Well, Mike, I appreciate that, and you have a great weekend.
6: Goodbye.
1: Bye. 1-800-288-9227. You know, if you need more of Texas Home Improvement, you can always go to our website at THIPro.com, and there you'll find links to all the sponsors you hear me talk about, where we're going to be, when we're going to be. And, of course, I do the show in other parts of the state as well, in Houston, Austin, different places like that. So if you're traveling, you can look at THIPro.com and see what other stations we're on throughout the state as well. Pat, how are you today?
8: Oh, I'm fine. And
9: you, sir?
1: Doing wonderful.
9: Let me get you off the speaker here. Okay. I got got an old uh, wrought iron fence. Um, Several years ago, uh, I, I got up there and cleaned it all up primed it with a, a rust-oleum primer, painted it with a brush. Uh, that lasted about four years, and so I cleaned it up again, didn't prime it because the primer stayed good, just repainted it again with a brush. Well, we're now four more years down the road, and it needs painting. Any suggestions?
1: Oh. The unfortunate the primer- thing is on, on, on the metal fencing like that that's not an unusual situation now they do make some better paints that you maybe could look at using uh, but now that you've already got some of the old paints on it may not be feasible to go over the existing paints Uh, a lot of times people don't think about this but automotive paint actually does really well on these type of fences and stuff and will outlast the other paints that, that's they, what I'm after. Yep, but they cost substantially more to purchase and you're not going to be able okay. to put it over the existing paints that you have on there. If you put if you're going if you're willing to strip it back down, put on the, the the primers for automotive paint and paint it with an automotive paint, you may get 10 or 15 years out of it.
9: Hey, I'm 75. If I get 10 or 15 years out of it, I'm going to be happy.
1: Well, now... Okay. I, 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 got, I got to ask you then, Pat, you're 75 years old. Yeah. I have this conversation with my dad all the time. He just turned 79, and he still does his own projects and stuff. And he he's always asking similar. Well, what can we do that will make this last longer? I said, well, you know, if you make it last too long, what are you going to do? You got to have something to do every morning when you get up. Well,
9: yeah, that's true. However, uh, <laughs> there are some extenuating circumstances. Uh, but yeah, if I get ten years, I would—I'd be tickled pink. I might just try that.
1: Yeah, take a look at the autom- automotive paints. And you—you uh, you know, a lot of times people think the only way that automotive paint can be applied is sprayer, but it's not. I mean, on a fence like that, there's absolutely nothing wrong with applying it with a brush.
9: Sounds fantastic to me.
1: Thank Patchy, You so take much. care.
9: I, I think I'll really look into doing that.
1: All righty. Take care. Thank you. Again, our number, 1-800-288-9227. That's 1-800-288-9227. Rebecca, welcome to WBAP. Hi. um, Let me
10: take you off speaker here. Um, My name is Rebecca, and I'm calling from Fort Worth, Texas. First of all, I want to tell you how much I love your show.
1: And I make it a point
10: to listen, even when I'm at work, (laughs) I'm like, oh, I got to get back over there. Um, so my question is, I hope this isn't a silly question. I had a leak in my house that flooded the entire kitchen and they, um, they came, I had a contractor come out and replace the floor or it's start to replace the floor, but um, just one day I called because they were late, and the next day I didn't get an answer, and then the next day and the next day, um, so I pretty much, I did, I paid them before they even finished the work, and I had another contractor come out and try to... My fence needs to be repaired because of a storm, and I got the same thing. I just feel like I'm getting duped in several different things I'm trying to do in the house to remodel it. I guess my question is, um, do you know of any classes that are offered um, in the Metroplex, not to really learn those big projects, but just to kind of... I mean, my floor is halfway done, and we're sure. walking on wood. So, I was just wondering—you know—maybe there's a couple of things I can learn on my own. Just simple little things that have um, happened throughout the years because the house is older, and it was um, it was built in 1965, and I live in a older neighborhood, but um, okay it's brick it's a brick home and there's hardwood floors throughout and Mm -hmm. you know just simple little things like how to um refurbish the floors to make them shiny i mean just if that is i hope this isn't a silly question but i just wanted to know if anything in the metroplex any kind of classes or somewhere i could go i tried to go online
1: the unfortunate thing is I don't know of any classes in the state, actually anywhere, that teach these mm-hmm. kind of items because there are so mm-hmm. many different uh, things that people would have to learn. You know, your house built in the 60s versus a house built in the 90s have bit different mm-hmm. building techniques. And so a, a class to try to teach all these things would be next to impossible to do. Right. Um one item I would tell you is, um, as far as hiring contractors, all, mm-hmm. um, all contractors are slime. you got to watch mm-hmm. contractors. There are so many of them out there who are nothing but rip-off artists. So, rule number one, mm-hmm. don't pay mm-hmm. them up front. Now, if okay. they're bringing a bunch of materials out, yes, sometimes mm-hmm. you have to pay for some of the materials up front but you should never pay for the entire project up front. Um, Always check out who you're going to be dealing with. Now, for Mm -hmm. specialty stuff to do some learning, Floor and Decor, Mm -hmm. for instance, they offer classes every Saturday on doing Mm -hmm. wood floors, on doing tile floors, on doing things Mm -hmm. like that. So you can go and learn Mm -hmm. specifics for your home that way. Uh, Other classes are available at some of the community colleges, as far okay. as different trade things like that, where mm-hmm. it's not necessarily designed for a homeowner, yet you can go and learn some mm-hmm. of these skills so that you know what to watch for and to make sure that your projects are being done properly. Okay.
10: You know, I um, I made the mistake of giving him my like, bank card to go to Home Depot and um, half a more than half of what he bought is still sitting there. I mean, it's just horrible in there. Yeah. And I, I just sometimes I feel like I'm a, you know, I'm a single parent with you know three boys, and even the boys said we're we're willing willing to learn, mom. I mean, you know, we can help you, or you know, I just feel like I'm getting duped, and I don't sure. want. You know, I don't. How, maybe not. How, I don't how want old to are the boys? Well, my oldest is 17. Actually, my oldest is 23. Uh, Okay. And then my middle one is 17, and my younger one is 15. Okay.
1: um, Well, I will tell you, you all three of those boys are old enough to take care of these projects for you. It's just mm -hmm, a matter of mm -hmm. getting them taught a little bit on what to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are the ones you need to take with you to floor and decor so they can learn how to do those floors and let them finish it, especially okay. since the projects are sitting there. And floor and decor doesn't okay. charge for those classes.
10: That was my next question because um, I didn't know you could do that, um, someone being younger than, you know, while they're in their oh, teenage years.
1: but Rebecca, I, I fully those. believe in child labor and putting my kids to work, so... <laughs>
10: I do too. I mean it you know, in the floor, it's just horrible. It was Pergo in the kitchen, and the kitchen is is huge. I mean sure, it's just um, and I thought, well, this is a really big project, but if we could learn just the basics, I mean, yep, or you know, or you know if I know what to look for in a contractor as far as what they're telling me that they're going to do. I would want to know if they are doing the correct you know if they're you know true to form if they're sure and if I know if I have the knowledge then you know I can say yes or no or whatever yeah. but
1: Well one thing I will tell you you use, use my website as a reference thipro.com I have all kinds <laughs> of contractors on there that I can tell you will definitely help you uh, that I have yeah. already checked out Perfect
10: I sure appreciate okay. your help. I
1: mean, just uh, no problem.
10: talking to you, I get, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're wonderful. No problem. Thank you so much. You have Rebecca, a
1: good Rebecca, you take
10: good care. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, thank
3: you.
0: You can't teach an old Texan new tricks. Man, at 68 years old, I'm still learning stuff from you. Unless you're Jim Dutton. Here's more with Jim on Texas Home Improvement.
1: This portion of Texas Home Improvement is made possible by EcoSafe Pest Control, a natural, safe solution. Now, if you got a Home Improvement question, 1-800-288-9227. That's 1-800-288-9227. Otis went away, and that's too bad because he disagreed with me on something. I wanted to find out what it was. But Brandon and Prosper, how can I help you?
8: Hey, Jim. Uh, Hello. on the show. So um, you, my question, my question is related to uh, my hot water heater. Um, I've noticed the past uh, couple of months, especially after, you know, taking a shower, that um, you hear this really loud, grumbly type noise,
1: crackling and, and uh, popping.
8: Right, yeah, grumbling, yep. popping. Sound like the thing is going to take off like a rocket. Um, so I didn't know if that means it's it's about to. Uh, or is that, you know, normal or, I I don't know if it's normal, you
1: know. You've got a gas water heater, correct? Correct, yeah. Yeah. What's happened is over the years you've got sediment that's built up in the bottom and that's where the burners are. And so now it's not just heating the tank, which transfers into the water, it's heating the tank and that sediment that's built up in order to heat Mm -hmm. the water. That crackling and popping you're hearing is all that sediment in the bottom expanding and contracting as, the, as it heats up.
11: Oh, okay. Is
8: that so, uh, something to be concerned it, about, or is that just, you know,
1: the time nah, just, what do you think? Nah, it's really not. I mean, when you start, eventually over time, you'll get to the point where you're not getting enough hot water to take two or three showers in a row. Then it's going to be time to replace it. At this point, as long as it's still working and you can put up with the noise, don't worry about it.
8: Gotcha. Okay. Well, I was concerned because mainly it uh, and it's up in the attic too. That, that's another problem. So I'm thinking to myself, well, if it sounds like the thing is getting ready to blow up, you know, I don't want to uh, flood the second floor. So uh, yeah. But uh, well, makes sense. Don't,
1: don't don't worry about it. If it, if it does blow up, it's not going to stay on the second floor. It'll run down to the first too. <laughs>
8: That's right. Maybe shoot out of the roof like a rocket, so I'll have three three, three things to worry about.
1: Well, you know, the reason they got that pop-off valve on them is to keep them from taking off like that when they do blow. I mean, water heaters used to blow up when they'd get pressured that way. That pop-off valve allows it to release the water. But one recommendation I would have for you, is there a pan underneath that water heater? Yes. Okay. They make a shut-off valve that you actually put a uh, device down in the bottom of that pan, so when it starts getting water in it, it has a valve that gets installed on the inlet going into the water heater. So when that pan starts getting water, that valve activates, shuts the water supply off that keeps you from flooding the whole house with water if that water heater ever does go out.
8: Oh, okay. Now, yeah. where, where would I – is that something I'd have to get through a contractor or – I don't no, it's it's like
1: uh, more plumbing supplies, bath and kitchen showplace would definitely have them. Um, a lot of the, you know, box stores probably carry them. I've never looked for them at the box stores, but I know, I know more plumbing supplies, bath and kitchen showplace absolutely would have them.
8: So it shuts off the water supply, so there's yep. no, it, it wouldn't flood. Okay. Huh. Correct. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Okay. Well. Okay. Sounds like a plan.
1: There you go, Brandon. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. 1-800-288-9227. That's 1-800-288-9227. Chuck, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Hey,
6: I have a question, and it has to do with a shower I have in a guest uh back bedroom and it is a a step-in shower not extremely large but it has a a small bench seat in the corner or did have and this is made out of i guess you would call it a synthetic marble
1: okay um and
6: i know that stuff is hard to find anymore and i'm trying to get somebody that can replace this seat that broke and fell apart and where would i start on something like that
1: well they're, they're actually uh It's still made a lot, uh, but a lot of it's been replaced with some of the other man-made materials. Uh, There is a product called Onyx, O-Y-N-O-X, I think it is, how it's spelled. Um, I've installed a lot of those. They work very well. It's a man-made material, much like the marble is. Uh, And some Uh of the same contractors who would use that product can probably still get the uh, man-made marbles as well.
6: Can they? Uh, what they, where I could get this, would they have a reference of somebody that could come and, and build this thing for me?
1: Yeah, I think or if you they? go to their website for for the Onyx product, that they have a it's list O-N- of contractors. Oh, okay. O- and it, it O-Y.
6: O-N-Y-X? Yes. O-N-Y-X. Okay. Yeah. And it's just... Uh, Onyx.com would find them?
1: Correct. I I believe it's Onyx.com. I'm not sure of the website, but if you just Google uh, Onyx uh, showers, yes, you'll you'll be able to find it that way.
6: All right.
0: Thanks for your help.
1: You bet. Take care, Chuck.
0: Because your weekend honeydew list is longer than I-35, this is Texas Home Improvement with Jim Dutton.
1: this portion is being made possible by Sunburst Shutters, where beauty meets energy efficiency. Let's get ready and head back into the calls at 1-800-288-9227. Dan, how can I help you?
11: Yeah, Jim, we live out in the country. I'm uh, probably over a half a mile off the road from our water line running down here. Uh Got the plastic pipe, and I'm looking for something. We had over the Christmas holidays, we had a break in it, and with all the rain, I didn't know it was leaking, and I ended up with a three hundred and fifty thousand gallon water bill, (laughs) almost four thousand dollars. Yeah. So, uh, is there any sort of a meter that I could put on the, so going right on the meter, the water company's meter at the road that I could set it for a certain amount of, say. Ten thousand gallons. We use probably six or eight a month. Ah, Where I could you're reset, looking for an automatic would shut off. off the water if it reached a certain level uh, amount, and I could uh, go back down and reset it. If for some reason it wasn't a leak,
1: <laughs> you know, I am sure there is something of, out there that you can use for that. Uh, you, I'm sh- on on the same token. I'm sure you're going to have to install it after your existing meter. Right. Probably have a separate box for it and everything That's above no ground. Problem. I just haven't been uh, able to
11: find anything. I've looked on the internet and I've talked to plumbers and nobody knows.
1: Yeah, it. it's not going to be your normal thing. Um, the, I would start by calling more plumbing supply.
11: More plumbing supply. Okay.
1: Yeah, and talk to them because I, I I am sure that something is available for that. Uh, that would absolutely fill the bill for what you're talking about doing, because it, there's there's stuff for regulating. I mean, they got it for shutting off gas and everything else, so right. I'm sure they're going to have one for water as well.
11: You'd think so.
1: <laughs> yeah. And if not, it shouldn't be too difficult to, to come up with one that's somehow electronic that would do that.
11: Well, I don't have any power It's the only thing. Uh,
1: yeah, and that that may be your biggest issue, right. but I personally wouldn't worry about the power because you can always put a solar panel out there with a battery power supply. Okay, yeah.
11: Okay, it's more in Dallas or Fort Worth.
1: Uh, they're all over the state of Texas. All over.
11: All right. I'll look them up and give them a call. Appreciate it and enjoy your show very much.
1: Thank you so much. You take care.
11: You too, bye now.
1: <clears throat> Let's talk to Jan and Waxahachie. How can I help you today? Thank you for taking my call. Um,
4: I have a kitchen faucet at my sink that is probably mm, maybe six, eight, six, eight years old. I can't pinpoint it exactly, um, but it has lost pressure in uh, releasing the water into the sink. I've taken the I don't know if it's called the aerator or whatever off of the end of it, and it just it, it doesn't help it. Plenty of pressure in my sprayer, but not in the faucet itself. Is okay. it the faucet or is it my plumbing going to the faucet?
1: Nope. It's in the faucet itself. You've gotten some debris. You got a single handle faucet, I'm assuming.
4: Uh it's it's got two two handles on it, cold and a hot, but it comes yes, it comes up into a very tall um hook like
1: now faucet. Are are both both hot and cold going slow or just one of them?
4: Both of them.
1: Okay. If it's both of them, a piece of debris has had to get by and is plugging at the uh, mixer right there, you know, where where it goes into the spout coming out. Okay. And so it's really going to be a matter of just taking apart the faucet, flushing okay. backwards through it to wash that debris out. Okay. And then putting it back together. All right.
4: So that would be okay. Well, that's that is what I, I we had some um, we redid our bathrooms. And several, several months ago. And I noticed it was after that. So I'm thinking it was when they shut the water off, shut it back on, that yep. possibly something, you know, messed oh, it there up.
1: Is, there is so much crud in our pipes. We just don't realize it because we never have to look at them. But, you know, every time you you do something with the pipes, you run the risk of debris getting into it.
4: Got it. Okay. So basically it's just taking it apart. I, so, no luck in going and getting it. Talking to my husband and getting me a new faucet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me help you out here. Oh, that? faucet is trash. You need to just throw that sucker away. Go over to More Plumbing Supplies Bath and Kitchen Showplace and pick you out a beautiful new faucet.
4: Oh, Mr. Dutton, I love you. That's exactly I love <laughs> listening to your show. I, you know, I, I vision myself as being a great contractor when I get through talking to you. Thank you so much, sir.
1: <laughs> Jan, you have a great weekend. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know, the unfortunate thing is a lot of times we can use the same parts over again. Uh, and in this case this is a good example. You're going to have to back feed the water in order to flush it out after you take the stems out and stuff. She may be right. It may be easier just to go get another new faucet, but you got to give them both options. But if you're Jan's husband, I'd go buy a new faucet and keep her happy life is happier when the wife is happy that's just that's just the way life is so why not keep her happy now I want to remind everybody you hear me talk about all these different sponsors and places you can go these are all places I've checked out places I do business with go to my website thipro.com and take a look at them they can truly help you with your projects and keep things flowing at your home better for you. Again, that's THIPro.com. We'll be back in just a moment.
0: How much can one family endure? When Dallas firefighter Jeff Patterson's world crashed and burned in devastating injury, his family, the Texas Home Improvement team, and the DFW community refused to give up on him. It's a video series you'll never forget. See all the episodes of Overhaul for a Hero, The Patterson Project, now at THIPro.com. That's THIPro.com. Here's more Texas Home Improvement with Jim Dutton.
1: Welcome back. Hey, I do want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to Texas Home Improvement. Use my website, again, as a source, as a tool for you, thipro.com. That's thipro.com. That's where you get all the help you need, whether you want to sign up for our newsletter, become a THI member, or just check out the contractor's list. It's there to help you out, thipro.com. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you again next weekend.
0: Drive!